I have found through my research and through my studies that servant leadership is the only one which beautifully balances between results and relationships. So the focus on results is not gone away anywhere. However, the way in which you achieve the results is through working on relationships. And that, that, that beautiful balance between uh, achieving results and relationships can be achieved only through servant leadership. Stars of Learning podcast, where your host Jyoti Ji explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host Jyoti Ji. Hello, everyone. A very warm welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast, and I'm your host Jyoti Ji. I'm glad and happy that you are joining me today as each episode of my show are sure to accelerate your learning, enhance your capability, connect with these inspiring leaders and keep you well-versed with the disruption or change happening currently and in the future at the learning phase. I also assure you that you will master the best of what people have already figured out. And this is episode number 12 of Stars of Learning podcast and I am with Dr. Madana Kumar, the Vice President and Global Head of L&D at UST Global. A passionate professional and leader with more than 35 years of experience. Currently balancing two roles, one in corporate as a Vice President and Global Head uh, of L&D at UST Global and the second one in the Theological Education as a Director, Center for Leadership at South Asia Institute of advanced Christian studies. He has shaped the learning strategies of the growing organization to create and nurture a learning culture in the organization and to accelerate the digital culture within the organization. He has also strategically transformed the L&D function at USD and brought in a huge focus on business impact. And his work has got him and the organization many accolades in the L&D field. Prior to joining UST, he was an associate director at IBM Corporation, impacting the learning and development of IBM employees in 170 countries across the globe, including India. A passionate thought leader and strategic on leadership and organization learning, he speaks at various forums like NHRD, HR Summit, CLO Summit, Association for Training and Development, he holds a PhD in business administration. He has a dual bachelor degree and he also holds an advanced diploma in business administration and certificates on leadership awarded by the Cornell University, USA. And what brings my guest to this show is he has his doctoral work on servant leadership, which Madana has studied this application of servant leadership in Indian NGOs. He has also won multiple awards nationally and internationally. So friends, on this episode, we shall explore the legacy of the servant leadership. So friends, if you think serving is below you, then leadership is beyond you. So get ready, friends. I'm super excited and privileged to do this interview as I have been inspired listening to Dr. Madhana Kumar 
in many of the L&D forums and our guest today will definitely engage you to unlock the potential of being a servant leader. Dr. Madana Kumar, servant leadership evangelist and a teacher, talent development strategist, global leader for learning who will share amazing practical insights on servant leadership. So put your gaze on friends. The future of your future is servant leadership. And before we jump in, I would like you to take a pause and take a screenshot of this episode and share it as your Instagram story or any social media. And don't forget to tag me at Prajvita Knowledge at P-R-A-J-V-I-T-A Knowledge. And if you are a first time listener and tuning into my show, please hit the button subscribe so you don't miss the future episode. So friends, without any further delay, let me welcome my guest, Dr. Madana Kumar, who like to be called Madana. Madana, once again, welcome. And I'm so, so happy and excited that you're joining me today. Thank you very much for joining us for today's show. Thank you, Jodi. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, Madhana, it's really an honor and I'm again uh, sorry for messing up our first schedule and you have been so humble to rework on your calendar and getting me the slot uh, today. Thanks for that. No problems. Yeah. So, uh, Madhana, before uh, we jump into this uh, thrilling episode on the servant leadership, can you quickly share your background and what got you here? As I see your journey from be electronics engineer and now into L&D in the management ladder. Yeah, sure. So after about um, 20 odd years, uh, you know, doing various operational and uh, leadership roles in, um, in operations and business and project management and quality management and uh, things like that, I made a conscious choice to shift into people development area. So that, that was a conscious choice I made and, uh, and it was in IBM that I got this opportunity to shift from a business role into leadership development role. And that is when I started um, you know, learning or studying uh, leadership and this topic uh, fascinated me so much that I became a lifelong student of leadership. And uh, in that course of, um, you know, this thing, I, I also discovered this beautiful concept of uh, servant leadership. And uh, hence, I uh, decided to stay with that role without uh, ever moving back into business. Because as I uh, tell many people, you know, I, I love what I'm doing. And so I don't really feel like I'm working at any, any, any point in my uh, career. I, I just enjoy uh, doing what I do. And uh, that's why I'm here. Oh, wonderful. Uh, definitely, it's uh, mesmerizing. And, and I can see that joy in your voice when you're sharing about the whole concept uh, that how you transitioned. Wonderful, uh, Madhana. Madhana, uh, so now we are going to get into the, you know, the concept of servant leadership. Uh, you have mastered it and we want to definitely hear a lot about uh, this topic. So my first question to you, like uh, the golden circle, right? We, I want to know why servant leadership? Well, uh, things around us are changing significantly. I think that is a statement that no one will argue with today. 
the technological changes have overtaken human adaptability and uh, we are continuously playing catch up uh, on top of that you know the, the the amount of choices that are available for the current generation is 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 humongous when it comes to their careers and pursuing their passion and and stuff like that and the type of workplace and because of all that the whole structure of workplace has changed it is no more where the command and control mechanism which used to be fruitful at one point in time maybe during the industrial revolution is no more applicable is no more applicable and today uh, if we have to get people to to go along with you uh, and achieve results we need to basically be able to understand and engage them in a, in a very different way and uh, i have found through my research and through my studies that servant leadership is the only one which beautifully balances between results and relationships so the focus on results is not gone away anywhere however the way in which you achieve the results is through working on relationships and that 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 beautiful balance between uh, achieving results and relationships can be achieved only through servant leadership so i am convinced i am really convinced that the days of self-serving leaders in corporates in in politics in in military are over right and and uh, the time has come truly for a new paradigm in servant leadership and that new paradigm is servant leadership wonderful uh, amazing uh, insight you have given already on the the result and the relationship and how beautifully it can be balanced so can you give us more insight on the concept of servant leadership and how it can be practiced yeah i mean servant leadership uh, as such if you define you know i mean if you look, if you look at the original definition that was given by robert greenleaf who is the, uh, the the father of modern day literature on servant leadership he says that somebody has to be a servant first and then the desire to serve will take them into a leadership position now that of course is the ideal definition of servant leadership but i generally go by a more practical definition of servant leadership because nobody wants to wake up in the, in the morning and say that no i want to be a servant right and uh, so i i go by a more practical definition of servant leadership so servant leadership to me is 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 a leadership philosophy mm-hmm. which is focused on the welfare of the team members as against the self interests of the leader that is how i would basically differentiate uh, the uh, servant leadership and 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 so that that's how you know it it needs to be understood and uh, the the ways of practicing it of course is through understanding it and understanding how what, what are the competencies that are required to make that happen at workplace and and then just putting it into practice okay wonderful so so you did mention that you know the competencies do play a important aspect so to become a servant leader what are the key skills and the responsibility with the servant leadership should be yeah. owning so yeah so in in my i mean there are of course multiple models of uh, you know servant leadership competencies out there and uh, what i have developed um, uh, you know i've developed a uh, seven a set of seven competencies uh, which are the uh, hallmarks of a servant leader and these seven um, competencies are emotional healing putting others first helping others to grow and succeed okay having conceptual skills 
behaving ethically, creating value for community and empowerment. So these are the seven, the set of seven competencies that I go, I, I, I go with. That is how, you know, my research was around these competencies and how they impact the, you know, the results of the organization. Wonderful. So uh, definitely we want to know the advantages it can bring to you as a leader. Well, as a leader, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I say this, uh, you know, jovially to every team. You know, nobody nobody recruits you and pays you a fat and handsome salary just to, you know, just just because you're you're handsome or you're you're good looking or you know you have you have six pack abs. <laughs> but if, if, you know, people recruit you. Uh, you are in an organization because uh, you know people want reserves, and that is true whether you are in an NGO, whether you are in a in a for profit organization or whatever it is. And as a leader, you know, you, the, the question is, how do you produce those results, right? And my research clearly shows that when a leader demonstrates these seven leadership attributes, these the seven, um, you know, behavioral patterns that I listed out there uh, right. earlier, right. Uh, it directly impacts the employee performance by as much as 20%. That is, other things being equal between two people in, in, in an organization, if one person adopts servant leadership uh, you know, philosophy, the likelihood of his team performing better than the other team is at least 20% higher. And uh, you know, in, in a competitive world, 20% is no small amount of um, you know, competitive advantage. Right? So, so you get that. And, 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 that uh, you know, and, and when you're able to do that, by you know by by really building bridges building relationship building trust being loved by the people i mean what more do you want you know that's 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 that is what i would i would really ask you know so uh, I, I, to me it is a win win situation for a leader sure sure i think the hallmark on the seven competence see what you have listed out is so much weighing like you know commandment kind of a thing from emotional healing to empowerment, I think uh, servant leadership with this itself defines so much important for a leadership uh, approach. But somewhere it contrasts with the traditional management uh, also. How do we uncap the importance of servant leadership, especially for the rising uh, leaders? Right. So basically what we do is to help them be self-aware of where do they stand with respect to these uh, seven competencies. Uh, that is, that can easily be done through a, a 360 degree survey. You know, typically, you know, we, we, we basically ask three questions. I mean, does it work? Can it be measured? And is it applicable? Right. So what we do to, to do uh, what we what we do to help people understand it is to help them to go through that 360 degree survey, which tells them where are they on each of these competencies and then, you know, work with them through what I call as a as a, as a whole person transformation, the transformation of heart, the transformation of the head, the transformation of the hands and the transformation of the habits, the four H's mm. of transformation. So that you, know, you, you transform yourself as a whole person and, uh, you know, and, and then uh, be able to put it into practice and then how it, uh, you know, it really brings out the best in the team, which helps in, in, in turn, you know, helps you and helps the organization and of course, uh, you know, the, the team by itself. Okay, so, so are you saying that with the 360 assessments, we bring this four heads 
uh, as an important element for a leader to you know practice as a servant leader so do you say these are the characteristics of servant leader yeah so these four four h's that i talked about heart head hands and habits these are the you know i'm basically that that defines you right you know it, it defines a whole person right uh, so if you are able to transform the heart the way we the, you know the way we feel and uh, if you are able to transform our head the way we think about leadership and then the, if you are try, able to transform our hands the things that do, we do as a leader and then of course the habits that we develop as a leader we are developing ourselves as a whole person right so that so what we do is these seven competencies are aligned to these four areas of our whole person transformation right mm-hmm. but from a characteristic point of view or attributes point of view we we have you know we have a, we have a set of 10 attributes that um, originally robert greenleaf developed which is uh, like healing empathy listening stewardship conceptualization foresight awareness persuasion community uh, commitment to the growth of others so these are the 10 attributes that uh, that that you know we work on to to make sure that you know that that people develop these attributes and through these attributes uh, you know are able to change the behaviors which are listed in those seven behavioral patterns so there is a there is there is there is, there is a g- good mix of these 10 um, attributes uh, linking to those seven uh, seven competencies and those seven competencies uh, touching these four aspects of a whole person so that's how the 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 whole you know thing links up okay uh, definitely a fully transformational uh, with this uh, note uh, madina i recall a blog of yours on you know the importance of values is a core part of uh, leadership philosophy as it shapes the way the leader behaves and acts i think uh, the forets is already talking about that uh, you also mentioned there you know the you know the servant leaders value people beyond the resource that they are they value results and relationships in a balanced way right uh, you mentioned that in the beginning also can you highlight in detail about the acronym of value and where servant leaders are and how they need to be different in the whole approach <laughs> right Uh, so you know so i i came up with this whole concept because um, you know i mean you know uh, there used to be a time when employees used to be called hired hands right so you know uh, this is what uh, nowadays we jovially call as the heads down you know management or heads down leadership we don't need the head of the person we only need the hands and feet of the person right to because we tell them what is to be done and they just go and do it right that used to be the concept and that's how the you know the, the term hired hands came into existence and um, you know it's really surprising to see that sometimes you know many people still consider employees as hired hands you know people who have been hired to do a task and you know and and, and uh, so so basically there there is still a tendency for management or leaders to look at people as just one of the resources that they can use to achieve the results just like uh, you know technology or just like uh, money or just like uh, you know infrastructure uh, you know just another yeah. another another of those resources that can you know that's how probably the whole term human resources itself came into picture right yeah. but I, i so that is where i think servant leaders make a big difference because they see value beyond 
this um, uh, resource uh, concept or, or, or the boundary of a human uh, quote-unquote resource. Right, and that's that's when I, I thought you know we could come up with a, with an acronym of value. So for me, value stands for V stands for vision. You know, I think that is that that is absolutely true for any leader. Actually, leaders need to be visionary, and A stands for appreciate. This is where uh, primarily the leaders you know need to appreciate the value that people bring to the table. And uh, you know, Ken Blanchard says this. Ken Blanchard says that you know that leaders need to catch people do the right things instead of you know looking around for things where they are messing up and you know and then making mistakes and uh, uh, looking for opportunities to punish them and things like that. True. The third one, L, uh, is interesting. It stands for love, and you know, it's not the it's not the mushy kind of Milson Boone's kind of uh, love that I am talking about. It, it 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 is it is really the the you know the ability of a leader to love people as individuals, even when they mess up, even when they when they make a mistake, even when they fail. We deal with those failures, we deal with those errors. We but we still love the people, respect the people, and we don't really, you know, uh, you know, we don't really hate them, right? So that is that is really, and people ask me sometimes, what does love got to do with uh, leadership? And I generally tell them, look, everything. And you know, if you're not able to love, you cannot be a leader. It, it, you, you got to lead with love if you, if you really got to be, you know, uh, because, because you're leading people. You're not leading cattle or animals or, you know, or, or, or machines and things like that. So you got to have that, right? And that is that is you know that 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 in, that to me is a key differentiation a differentiating factor between any traditional leadership and um, you know the the uh, servant leadership one. The fourth letter is U, which is uh, about uplifting, mm-hmm. and this is this is interesting. I actually sometimes paint this picture of imagine uh, you know you take your young boy to a. Uh, to a to a crowded uh, you know to to a crowded fair right and and uh, you are enjoying the scenes you are enjoying the sights you are enjoying the fireworks and you know and all and, and the lightings and all that stuff let's say you've taken them to a Diwali feat or whatever it is right and uh, you feel that you know this child is tugging at your at your clothes and uh, you you are surprised you are seeing look I, we are enjoying there's so much to enjoy okay. here and then you look down and. Uh, uh, you bend down to pick up your child, and then you realize that from the child's point of view, all that the child is able to see are people's dirty feet and shoes and you know legs. The child is really not able to see anything that is happening outside because the child is surrounded with uh, you know all grown-up people who are blocking his view. So what do you do? You pick up your child and put your put 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 uh, him or her on your on your shoulder. And you can see that uh, you know that that child's uh, face lighting up. Now the child is able to see what you are, you you are seeing, and and then, uh, and that is really the the concept of uplifting, right? Lift up somebody where, who is not able to see what you are seeing, and bring them above you so that they are able to see probably better than you. True. Right. And when you are able to do that, you know you are a, you are a different. Uh, you know, in, you are in a different class of leadership altogether, right? Right. And, and that, that is what uplifting is all about. And the last letter E is for emotional connect with people, right? You, mm-hmm. you cannot just, uh, just, just, you know, I mean, the, the time where you say that, okay, look, business is business. We don't need to build relationships is, is, is no more true. It's, you cannot run teams without ha- having an emotional connect with, uh, with, with the people, right? You've got to be able to relate with them. You've got to be able to understand. You've got to have empathy. 
you know, and, and things like that. So, so that's that's where you know the 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 whole concept of value uh, came up, and I developed a couple of articles on that. Sure. Uh, I think uh, this is blending well on the concept of the leadership what we are speaking out but in a real context uh, madna how relevant it is to our day to day life because you know organizations are always running like you know they are looking at people as resources and they want the cost and the result uh, kind of a thing is this meant for leaders who has attained like a, in a spiritual uh, kind of a thing or leaders in the ngos would that be applicable or is it applicable for every individuals <laughs> yeah in, in interesting question you know <laughs> yeah because I, it worries because you know when you see they want to go on the numbers cost and result output is what people are focusing on and then you know this is something we need to bring it as a you know day to day life so Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think you know there are multiple myths uh, about um, you know servant leadership and uh, one of those myths is that look it might not necessarily be you know applicable for for profit world or real world and things like that. But uh, my my study clearly shows that I mean the first thing is it got to be you know you can't be of course a servant leader in one place and and a, and an autocratic leader in another place. Mm-hmm. uh you can't be a mother teresa in 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 office and a hitler at home right so, <laughs> right. so, so first i mean that is why that is why you know if you remember i i talked about the whole person transformation mm-hmm. transformation heart head hands and habits right mm-hmm. and so when you are transformed as a complete person you will start applying it in your day to day life you will start applying it in your marriage you will start applying it in your family you will start applying it in your in your in your uh, society where you are living and um the church or wherever you are you are associated with uh, and 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 of course you will apply it in in your workplace too and uh, that is why i keep harping on this whole person transformation rather than uh, you know just uh, modifying your behavior alone in in office so uh, and there are plenty of case studies to show that it works for it works for ngos it works for um, uh, it, it works in marriages it works at uh, works at home it works with parenting and of course it works in corporates huge uh, profit making corporates right so there are plenty of case studies around that okay wonderful i think now i've got a glimpse of you know how servant leaders to have that one face anywhere and everywhere and how do we convince others about you know something that this is an important element yeah you know <laughs> i always say this you know we can't change others right we can only uh, change ourselves <laughs> yeah. right in fact uh, madna i was telling to few people that i'm doing a t- interview on uh, servant leadership and most of their eyebrows were raised what kind of a thing <laughs> I, i said yes there is concept of mm. and uh, i hope this episode may help them to you know <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so I, I think the the simple formula is to obviously, you know, to use the technique of persuasion, right? And I I talked about it as one of the key attributes of servant leadership, uh, you know, earlier in our discussion. You know, you got to go with the persuasive powers, right? And then you cannot coerce somebody into becoming a servant leader. That would be the last thing that one can do. So you got to be, you know, you got to really be able to persuade people. And so, some of the ways in which we can do is, of course, to, you know, as as uh, John Cotter says, you know, to to bring in a change, you got to create that burning platform or the sense of urgency first, right? So that's the step number one. So what I do is, at least, you know, I I, I bring I bring them to the context of today and why. Uh, the other leadership styles are, 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 are other other leadership philosophies are not as good, right? So, comparatively, um, you know, trying to analyze and bringing in the uh, the best of um, um, you know all leadership philosophies, and that being the uh, servant leadership philosophy, and uh, then obviously we bring into the organizational context to say that look, uh, you know, for our for our organization to succeed. We need to keep the employees at the center. We need to have ideas coming mm. up fast. We want people to be innovative. We want people to give their best and things like that. And hey, by the way, for doing that, there is this uh, leadership philosophy which is available, and that is, uh, you know, the the this servant leadership philosophy. And then thirdly, of course, we go and say that okay, look, hey, in case you don't believe me, there are there is sufficient research. So I quote my own empirical research that I have done. And of course, the case studies that are available uh, in various books and things like that about um, successful corporations who publicly claim that they have, um, uh, you know, implemented servant leadership and have achieved uh, results. So these are some of the things that 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 we do. But ultimately, I, as I keep saying, it has to be a conscious choice that people have to make. Right? We can only bring them, uh, you know, we can only show them the. Uh, the benefits of doing that, we can only show them the need for doing that, and we can only show them case studies of people who have already done and succeeded it. But be, you know, ultimately it has to be a, it, it has to be a choice that they make. So that's where you know I say it has to it has you know as as a leader, as an influencer, I got to be able to persuade others into coming along and walking along this path. Okay, uh, great, uh, Madhana. Madana, I think with persuasion and the philosophy and the core context and with the case studies, the responsibility to be a leader, I think we can we would be able to make that uh, shift. And when we lead, how do we choose the leadership style? Uh, how would one qualify as a servant leader? <laughs> yeah, uh, that that that's nice. You know, I think. Um... Then people ask, okay, how do I know whether when I whether I become a servant leader or not? You know, I tell them very simply, look, a servant leader is someone who invests in the life of others to such an extent that the other person becomes better, bigger, wiser, richer, healthier, wealthier, more famous than yourself. And ask them, look, have you have have you made anyone better than you, bigger than you, wiser than you, richer than you, healthier than you, wealthier than you, more famous than you, right? Uh, that is really the 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 key definition of uh, you know who who you are as a servant leader but uh, you know that's that's of course you know the the ideal um, you know or the vision or the lofty goal that we need to reach but at a practical level we help them to use it by through this measurement against those um, you know seven seven characteristics and that is that is really where you know we we go and uh, uh, look at um, the 
uh, how are they behaving with respect to those seven uh, behavioral patterns that we listed earlier. So it can be done through the survey, and you know, and, and that will tell us whether you're demonstrating servant leadership uh, characteristics or not. And the example you gave was like a mind-blowing, Madhana. Uh, wonderful. Then the term servant uh, leadership is in itself an oxymoron, right? How can, you know, servanthood and leadership go together? I know you did mention, you know, you can't have multiple faces. It should be one kind of a thing. No Hitler at home and, you know, uh, being Mother Teresa at office. But then how, how does that go hand in hand? Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, you, you are absolutely right. It is an oxymoron. Now, how can you be a servant and a leader together, right? Uh, it, is, it is certainly an oxymoron. And uh, people do, you know, uh, come up with this uh, this thing, you know. And, and, the, and the thing is, when we hear the word servant, the first, uh, you know, the automatically the first profession that comes to our mind is probably uh, uh, somebody who helps us at home or maid or housekeeper or something, somebody like that, or somebody who obeys our command, somebody who does menial work, somebody who just obeys the, uh, you know, commands of somebody, uh, you know, the master and things like that. So, so there is this, uh, you know, this, this um, myth around servant, right, as a servant, somebody who is subservient. Right, and that's where you know we 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 try to help them to realize that it is not so because you know I mean for example what does a mother do? A mother actually serves the child to such such an extent that the the child ultimately grows up to be better, bigger, richer, wiser, healthier, wealthier than herself, right? And so if you're able to look at servanthood and from no from expectation that point, as a mother and no expectation, yeah, exactly. Look look at teachers for example. Why do they pour out their you know their entire life into into students, and ultimately the students go and become you know better, bigger, wiser, richer, healthier, wealthier, you know more famous than themselves, and some of them don't even thank their teachers later, right? So so there are already examples like that. So if you are able to turn, I mean, so, so one of the first things that we do is to try and turn around the concept of the servant itself, uh, to you know, lift it up from a from a menial uh, work point of view into a into a more respectable realm of uh, you know motherhood or teacherhood or you know public servant or uh, you know uh, things like that right that, that is the first thing that we do second thing that we do is also to say that look as a servant leader you don't really give up your leadership position because as a leader you still have your responsibility of setting vision and direction for the for the organization and it is after that what we call as the inverted pyramid so we, we we explain this concept of this inverted pyramid where as a leader you set the vision and direction then you then you take the role of a servant and say that look you go and implement uh, the 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 vision and direction that we have set you be responsible i will be responsive to you as a resource you know so you this is what we call as the inverted uh, pyramid concept of uh, you know servant leadership where you have the role of a leader, you are at the top, and you are setting the vision and direction. But after setting the vision and direction, you step down and ask the turn the pyramid upside down and ask the team members to go and implement it, not by you running away or dumping it on them, but saying that look, I am available to you as a resource when you need it. Right. So if we, when we are able to explain these two concepts together, I have found that most of the time people are able to really understand and, you know, and, and get out of that, uh, that oxymoron nature of uh, the, the term. Okay. 
I think uh, I can link it to your values like you know the uplifting and emotional connect if you bond it together I think uh, it's an uh, easy sale on this uh, servant leadership uh-huh. so so madna uh, f- how easy or difficult was it for you to practice servant leadership practicing servant leadership is never easy so I, that is something that i certainly want us to you know uh, this thing because as human beings we are our natural wiring is to resort to power and authority model of leadership right mm-hmm. i mean we we know it from children uh, you know even they have this tendency of using that what we call as the power and authority model so that is how we are naturally wired right so if, if we do not do anything in a conscious manner we will resort to using our power and authority to hurt others and things like that you know so that is where you know so 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 that is where practicing servant leadership itself is a conscious choice right and so i i repeat that term that it has to be a conscious choice and from that point of view itself it is not an easy task to do so it is not easy it is certainly not easy but if you are able to do that it is immensely immensely fulfilling and that's what i have you know found so while it is not easy the the rewards are huge you know so that that's so i i think the the the, the you know ultimately okay. the, the satisfaction and the and the outcome that you get is uh, is a lot 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 worth the the effort that you put in yeah being content in whatever you're doing the joyful element i think yeah so wonderful uh, madana i think uh, we've got a fair insight about you know all about servant leadership so guys uh, all the links and the resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available in my show notes page of my podcast stars of learning and also on my website prajwitaknowledge.com that is p r a j v i t a knowledge.com i will list out all our conversation in my podcast uh, description for your quick reference i'm sure this was such an enlightening discussion on servant leadership and this conversation has definitely given insight on the concepts advantages characteristics and uncovers that it's a way of behaving that you adopt over a longer term which will be more effective style to use in a business situations as our future of our future is servant leadership this is not the end folks our conversation continues please tune in for the next episode which will get released next friday with dr madana kumar on relevance of servant leadership at larger companies and is it really possible to practice servant leadership and he gives a good nuggets and tips and techniques who is driving this mission and practicing it internally at his company UST Global so so friends i hope you enjoyed this conversation with dr madana kumar if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to dr madana then make sure you do share this podcast with your friends and post it on all the social media and do tag us and do let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower all my wonderful listeners thank you so much for your patience 
and tuning into this show bye for now take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging enlightening and empowering thank you